And welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian. And I'm Kelly. Hello, Kelly. How are you doing? Howdy. Magical, like always. That's a great way of putting it. I think that this movie, when we start talking about it a little bit more, it's almost the perfect Mother's Day movie. I'm looking forward to that connection. <laughs> you got to make some kind of a connection, right? Right, sure. And you know what? I think instead of all the small talk and stuff, I say we just get into this. Cool. Tear right into it. Okay. I had heard about this movie when it came out, and obviously we didn't go see it in theaters, but it was one of those ones where it has a very good Rotten Tomatoes rating. It's 87% mm-hmm. for a new horror movie. It's a horror movie that came out last year. So that is a little bit surprising. Heard good things about it, just never went to the theater for it. And then I was flipping through channels and I saw that they finally have it out. So we don't have anything in the theaters right now. So said, hey, what the fuck? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I remember seeing this trailer in front of Purge Election Year. That makes sense. So yes, the name of the movie is Don't Breathe as you saw on the title of this wonderful episode, as well as all the promotion that we are doing for it as well. You know, I think every once in a while, we throw in a horror movie in there, kind of see how it goes. I like talking about horror movies because I think even though they do some things right, they also do a lot of things wrong. They do most things wrong. You didn't find the little things in this movie tolerable? Um, They did some unique stuff, but I feel like when it comes to horror movies... I don't know if there's studies on this or why they make them these ways, but apparently when you're in a heightened state of awareness, you make nothing but bad decisions half the time. I guess that can be true, and they certainly did. Oh, no, let's run upstairs and hide in the attic. Oh, no, let's run downstairs and hide in the basement. Oh, no, let's run upstairs and hide in the attic. Really? I like to think of these movies as training videos. In case anything like this happens to you in real life, you would actually know what to do. One of those get-out-of-the-room situations with you, then. Yeah, I've never done one of those before. Yeah, neither am I. Because I know they can't do anything. That's why they have well, no, that. Yeah. They have that reality show on Netflix now. I think where it's the haunted elevator or whatever, and they basically, really? yeah, they put you in teams, and then there are these two twins that are like controlling everything, and each episode is like a theme, and they put you in all these situations that you're supposed to be afraid of, but they can't do anything to you. So why would you ever be afraid? What was that one on MTV where like they'd bring you to? like abandoned hospitals and stuff like that and they put a stupid like selfie cam on you and they make you walk around and go and do stupid little tasks in all these rooms and you have to keep coming back to the main and whoever didn't tap out last won something i do not know that one but this is similar to that it sounds i think it's exactly called like, like elevator oh it's even worse like really i would do it because it mean i'd win a bunch of money true But they don't let people that don't get afraid on that show. Oh, no, yeah, no. I'm sure the questionnaire to go through this thing has got to be something ridiculous and stupid. For sure. So that's the way I kind of look at these horror movies. And we'll talk about that as we go on. Mm. But I guess what we should say, first of all, is there's basically, let's just say four characters in this movie, right? Maybe five. I guess you can say five. What, the dog? No, I was going to, once we get to the twist, add that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You've got the three, I guess, main characters, Rocky... Alex and Money. Yep. I don't even know. Do they ever actually say Money's name? It's just no. he has a dollar sign tattooed on his neck. Yeah. And his credits on IMDb, just Money. Just Money. Now, the girl Rocky is from the show Suburgatory. I know her from Shameless. See, I didn't make it to that season. Oh, okay. But I do like the show. I just haven't had time to like continue on with it. But yeah, so okay. she's in that. And then she was also in the remake of Evil Dead. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Okay. And the connection also with this is Sam Raimi is the producer of Don't Breathe as well. Oh, okay. 
So that kind of makes sense. And maybe he liked working with her in that movie. So brings her on into this one. Yeah, she does a decent job in this. Yeah. And the kid, Alex, is from the new show 13 Reasons or 13 Reasons Why. Something like that. Suicide show. Which everyone is falling in love with. And I don't understand, but I will give it a chance. See, I just watch all the news programs on how you need to start talking to your kids about suicide because they're all watching this. And, you know, it might give them ideas. I don't know. I go back to the classic teen suicide. Don't do it. <laughs> the more you know. And that's a Heather's reference. So, you know. Yeah. That movie Which you just didn't had, like. Oh, crap. Just had its 20th anniversary. No, we're way past that now. Everyone, you can go back to the Ian Hates Movies episode where we talked Heather's. Yay! Spoiler alert, Kelly didn't like it. Boo. <laughs> um, see, and then I also know him from Goosebumps that we also yes, covered. exactly. I get him confused with the kid from Maze Runner and Percy Jackson. Yeah, I kept looking at him <laughs> like, that's not the same dude, is it? Like, I, But I know you. What do I know you from? They all look the same. They do. It's the haircut. It. Yes, I think it is. <laughs> And then Money was also in It Follows. Yes, he was. And then the blind guy, who you never even know a name for, you just call him the blind guy, mm-hmm. he was the evil general in Avatar. And Kelly, I know you didn't see Avatar. No. So good for you. Yeah, pretty much. What I didn't like especially is I looked at his IMDB page. <laughs> I still can't say it. <laughs> That's fine, whatever. <laughs> I looked at his page, and it says that Avatar 2... Three and four are all in pre-production to come out in 2020, 2021, and 2024. Random three-year gap? It must be epic. Extremely epic. We don't have the technology yet for that one, so they can't complete it until 2024. That might actually be possible. Yeah, probably. Because that was the only reason to see Avatar was to go to the crazy IMAX 3D because it probably was the best 3D-related movie there is. Not worth it. No, probably not. But yeah, you definitely wouldn't watch it now. No. No, it would only be in the IMAX 3D experience thing. Because if not, it's just a pretty screensaver. Ooh. Ferngully, Dance with Wolves. Way better. All the Way same Way better stuff. movies. Oh, yeah. Yes. If yeah. they did Ferngully in IMAX 3D, I'd be there in a second. Sold. Get on that, people. What? It's got to be its 30th anniversary by now, right? Come on, re-release it. I'm surprised they haven't redone it. (laughs) All right, so back to the movie. One thing I want to note right away is the very first scene is a very cool overhead shot of a road. And as they zoom down, you see a man dragging Rocky, who you don't know her name is Rocky, obviously. But it's the blind man dragging Rocky, who looks dead pretty much, down the street by her hair. Yep. I like the shot. Like, I really like that opening because then it goes, don't breathe. And then you go into the movie. So obviously that happens later on in the movie. What I don't like about that is right there, it already tells you more about the movie than you need to know. Yeah, it's over foreshadowing. You know at some point then she's going to get out of the house. Now, whether she's dead or not, you know that her either first attempt or second attempt or whatever is foiled 
by him in some way. Yeah, and whatever companions are with, she's with are probably dead because they're not with her. Yeah, or captured or something. Right. So I don't like that, but I like the actual filming. It kind of reminds me of the opening of It Follows, though. You get that, you know, that girl just running down the street and then it does the pan over and shows her dead on the beach. Like, it still has that kind of feel to it. But in timeline-wise, like though. Right, right, no, but it feels like it's, it's sh- shot in suburbia versus, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre out in the middle of nowhere. This thing happens with these people, you know? Or it's on a camp that. on a lake somewhere. Like, it's more relatable. But what is interesting, and what I thought they did well at least to explain, was when that shot initially happens, you look around, you see that there are houses on each side. So you're like, this is broad daylight. How is no one seeing that? Like, just randomization and stats should tell you that someone would be looking out or going out to their car or something at some point. But what they explain is, this is fucking Detroit. Right. And there are ghost towns everywhere in Detroit. And he happens to live on one where within four blocks of him, there is no one living. Yep. I did enjoy that because I do hate it when movies just expect you to suspend your disbelief on that. That there's just no one around and no one's going to hear anything and no one's going to see anything. This at least takes care of that. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, and that's realistic. And I do like a little bit of realism in my horror movies when I can have them. Right, because, I mean, it can ground it and make it slightly more terrifying because there's a chance that this could possibly happen versus a purely supernatural horror movie. Exactly. So then we start the movie and we see the three characters, Alex, Rocky, and Money, go into a house, a very fancy house, and Alex disarms the security system that's going off. And Alex tells them, hey, remember, no money, just grab everything you can. But you can also tell that he's not the leader because money is telling him like, yeah, yeah, we get it. We know. Right, right. Yeah. And it's make sure everything's under 10K because then it's not grand larceny. They talk about that later. Right. But at the time, he's just like, no money. Like, that's what he says. No money whatsoever. Just grab the stuff. So they go around, you know, taking watches and whatnot. And then Rocky like plays like she's in home So, you know, she doesn't have a good family life. She's pretending she's a rich girl for a second. And then as they leave, they reset the alarm and then throw a rock through the window and run away. Right. And once again, for the little things that I enjoy, I like that they are smart criminals. Okay. Because Alex's dad is the security person who goes around and has keys to all these houses and the codes to all these houses for the security company. So he takes that information, they survey the house, and then they decide when to hit it. But in order to make sure it's not a security issue, they make it seem like it's just a basic robbery. Right, exactly. Which is smart. Right, so then it can't get traced back to his dad, blah, 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 blah. Now, they never really go into the relationship between him and his father. They don't even show the father. No. But it seems like he's there without a mother. Yeah, I'd give you that. And then Rocky has the most like blatant, ham-handed, horrible trailer park family you could possibly have. Yeah, for the most part. Because when you meet them, she's got a little sister that she takes care of. The mother starts making fun of her for possibly giving blowjobs and hooking, basically, on the street, laughing with her deadbeat boyfriend who has an outrageously large swastika on his hand as he's laughing at everything. Did you not notice that? that. Really? That's really funny. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. They were very like, these are terrible people. Whatever she does is going to be okay because she needs to get away from that family. 
Okay. <laughs> you don't want to follow up on that? I mean, yeah, and they, they spoon feed you that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're trying to make it so you, I guess, care about her. But the other two, they're still breaking into people's houses. So I still found myself watching this movie being like, I don't really have any other person to root for because right. you guys shouldn't be breaking into people's houses. Like, this is, reap what you sow, dude. I totally agree with you. And that was something I was questioning for half the movie. Who are you supposed to be rooting for here? Right. But that's when the twist comes in and we'll get to that. Still after the twist. Oh, no. Come on now. No. Still after the twist. All right. Cool. Don't break into people's houses because right. you really don't know who you're burglarizing. We're going to get into that, but we need to go through the intro. <laughs> no, seriously. I think you're going to get a lot of hate mail for that. We will, we will get there. So I guess they have or money has a connection with some guy who basically gives them 40% of what they steal. Right. And even then, it's still pennies on the dollar, apparently. Yeah, like they steal Rolex and they barely get any money for it. And the whole point of why they're burglarizing everything is because they want to leave. So Money and Rocky are dating, or you're supposed to think that anyways, at least hooking up. Well, yeah, but there's still, it's just a throwaway line. It's not, you don't ever see them like sitting together and cuddling or any of that kind of crap. It's really like, I want to say it's mentioned maybe twice in their throwaway lines, just to cement the fact that Alex clearly has this thing for Rocky Mm -hmm. and Rocky's whatever in that regard. And then Money's like, dude, don't worry about it. I'm, this is mine, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, there's no chemistry between them. You're just supposed to know that for the reason why Alex would be part of any of this. Right. Because obviously, like you said, Alex does have a thing for Rocky and money knows that they're not friends. The only two friends are probably Alex and Rocky, but they kind of make it like when you read about this movie, they say, oh, yeah, three friends do this and this. Money and Alex are not not friends. No, not at all. This is a thrown together gang, if that. So money's connection tells them, hey, you need to start stealing money, like literal money. You need to do that. If you want to make money, then just steal money. So he gives them a tip about a Gulf War vet who won a three-figure settlement when his daughter was hit by probably a drunk driver or something. In some car accident, her rich parents paid him off, and he keeps that money in this crappy house. Five-figure settlement. Six-figure. Six is better. Yeah, I think that's what they say. What did I say, three-figure? Yes. Those yeah, are there was like they, hundreds of dollars. Grand. There were hundreds of dollars in there. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. And, right. you know, at first... Alex says he wants out. He's like, that's grand larceny. We're not yeah, stealing money. Jail. I'm not fucking no. And he walks away. Rocky and Money are like, well, we're going to do it anyways. Right. Well, that's because Money's probably not going to get raped in prison. And Rocky will be a hot lesbian chick in prison for 10 years. Like, that just kind of works. Alex will get gang raped. He's just got that kind of lovable little face that just screams for it. See, I would have thought more that Rocky is in such a dire situation that she wants to get out and she's willing to do whatever to get yeah, to California. she'd be fine in prison is what I'm saying. She, she still has that attitude where I'm like, eh, my mom's kind of a crackhead, so I'm pretty sure I'm used to crackheads. I can kind of deal with you people. But I'm assuming that they don't want to no, go to prison. Well, duh. But <laughs> out of the three of them, I can see why Alex is like, peace out, I'm good. Plus, it seems like he doesn't have a bad home life, really. It's not like he needs the money to go anywhere. It's not like he's a rich guy, but... His life seems comfortable enough. Like, there's nothing in his life to say he should be doing any of this. Money and Rocky, it makes sense. Absolutely. If anything, this is Alex kind of rebelling, but still not really. And I guess you could always say, hey, it's Detroit and everyone wants to get out. That's fair. That's the only other thing you could say. Completely fair. But, um, after he does some Google searches, Alex decides he's in. 
Yeah. As they're surveying. Confirming that there is a Gulf War vet that who is apparently blind. Um, yeah, I'm going to go rob this blind guy because his daughter died. And this is the payout that he got from that. You're right. I should go take that from him. It must be because of the Stellar blind guy thing. Yeah. That's all I can think of. They do some house surveillance. And during that time, Rocky is like looking at this little ladybug tattoo that she got. And Alex is like, what's that? And then she tells this, you know, horrible story about how her mother blamed her for when their father left. So she used to cry a lot and she used to be stuck in the trunk. Like her mom would just stuff her in the trunk and leave her there for hours. And one time a ladybug flew in and kept her company and made her feel safe. So she got the ladybug. And then once she gets to California, she's going to color it in. And that'll be the last time that she marks her skin. I completely understood the ladybug story. You know right there that at some point she's going to see a ladybug later on. And it's going to give her the power to do what she needs. And she's going to do whatever. I mean, of course, that's going to happen. (laughs) What I didn't understand was she has multiple tattoos. Why is marking your body a bad thing all of a sudden? Like, why did she say that? Like, was having tattoos a means of survival? No, this is allude to the fact that she might be marking herself means she probably was a cutter. That's where my mind went to. But they didn't show any of that, though. No, but I mean, that's kind of being able, without having to get into that, that's what that would be alluding to. Because, I mean, that's another form of marking your body, but it's a way to relieve pain and tension and all that. Like, that's another way to escape. Yeah, I agree. I just wish they would have showed something like that because they showed her other tattoos. So if her way of, you know, not cutting herself was getting tattoos, then maybe that's what they were going for. Possibly. So against Alex's better judgment, they do go and decide to break in to this guy's house. Now, he does have a Rottweiler. Mm-hmm. So they take him out quick, not killing him, but just knocking him out. Mm, mistake number one. <laughs> I don't know. I still can't kill a dog. No matter how bad that dog is, I, I would feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, see, but you say that, but I could see you totally kicking one if it was coming after what? you. No. If it, really? Dogs, really? Dogs love me. Okay, so we're going to negate that fact. The only way a dog would ever come after me is for some petting. That's it. Good. We found your superhuman quality. Good to know. It is one of my superpowers. He's just a big chew toy, so you just kind of like throw him in front, and he's the distraction when the dog's actually chasing you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Exactly. Just so you know that. So they knock the dog out, and then they're trying to get in, and it turns out he has more security than they thought. So they couldn't just walk in. There's like multiple different locks. So they have to go through a window or whatever. And they notice. Now, I don't know how to completely explain it or know the name of it. But what are the doors that will normally go into a basement that open outward? Storm doors. Right there to me said, oh, there's something in the basement that he doesn't want out. Okay. It's one or the other. It's like it's locked from the inside and it wasn't locked from the outside. It's one of the yeah, other Yeah, it's flipped weird. But... It made me think, oh, there must be something down there and not just the money. No, see, my mind went to, um, I live four blocks away from anyone. And if people want to come, I don't know, and loot and raid my house. Uh, that my mind necessarily didn't go to, this was over precautious for someone. Like, you know, like you're not trying to keep someone in. I can get you trying to keep people out. I normally go to worst case scenarios in horror movies. I didn't go to the worst case in this movie. Like I probably okay. should have, but I was close. Okay. So they end up getting in. They all take their shoes off. They're tiptoeing around. They did a fun horror movie cliche, I think. Let's, with the camera, show all the things that are going to be used later on in the film. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. do you see We're that? We're going to close up on this and some of this over yeah. there. Yeah, there's a tool bench and they show like the big hammer 
And then there's a skyline, which is all dirty. So they show that, which they didn't need to because that's not the way they were getting in. But they still did it. Like little things like that. That's fine for a horror movie because that's kind of the setup. Right. So money goes upstairs to where the blind man is sleeping. And you see and hear a video playing of his daughter while she was alive. Mm -hmm. And he's fallen asleep to it. Right. Money has a chloroform bomb, like a homemade chloroform bomb. Which they don't explain or talk about. No, he just probably found it online, I would assume. Right. Like the like how to do it, the recipe. Right. And we don't know if he's ever done it before. It seems like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, it seems like he's done it before. He makes the puncture sound and the blind man sits up in bed. Oh yeah, shoots up. Turns off the TV and goes back to sleep. So then he allows the chloroform to leave into the room goes downstairs, and then just starts making noise because, like, he's knocked Immediately. out. Immediately. Immediately. Now, you would think that the way the bomb went off, that it would have knocked this guy out. Yeah. But you don't know any details about him, so maybe his metabolism is different. Like, he was a Gulf War vet. Maybe he had chemicals used on him before. You don't know this stuff. Right. They see a huge lock on the door to go into the basement. So they assume money must be downstairs. They can't pry in the way they normally would. So money Which pulls out a gun. they barely freaking tried, by the way. Seriously? You used a crowbar for all of 30 seconds. It's and not like they had a noise, too. Well, it's not like they had a lot of tools, though. It's a crowbar. And you just panned over and showed the entire utility closet pretty much behind them. Right, but this was a huge-ass fucking lock. It wasn't that big. I don't know. Do you have bigger locks that you want to talk about, Kelly? Should I pan over and show you my... Okay. Yes. Instagram later. Okay. So look, obviously they wanted to get in and get out. This isn't their normal style. They first of all, they don't normally rob for money. Second of all, they don't normally rob while someone's in the house. Yeah, no shit in the middle of the night. They're usually daytime burglars. So I'm thinking that they're like, oh shit, we don't really know what we're doing because they're not experts when it comes to this stuff. So money pulls out a gun and he's like, I'm going to shoot this lock off. So fucking stupid. And that's when Alex says, what the fuck? Since you brought a gun, that means that he has the legal right now to shoot us. Yep. If something happens, which is also true. Yep. He's like, fuck it, I'm out. Yep. He goes to try and find a way out of the house. So pretty much everything on this main floor barred off windows. So not necessarily the easiest way to get out of this house. Now, mind you, we didn't really cover how they got into the house to begin with. Wasn't it just through a window? I don't remember. She had to climb through the window yeah. and try to and then the let them everything in. off and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, because she was smaller. So she went through, then came out, got them in. So as he's going, the guy actually just appears downstairs. He's very yeah. light on his feet. Yeah, well, you know. And he's like, who's there? You know, whatever. And <gasps> Money tries to say, first of all, that he's like, hey, I just, I'm drunk and I stumbled in here or whatever. I made the mistake. This isn't my house. And then as the guy's coming near him, he's like, oh, shit. Now he starts the big tough guy. He's like, I got a gun. Just stop right there, old man. Like, whatever. Right. Guy keeps coming after him. Money's kind of a pussy. He doesn't do anything. He just keeps on telling him to get back. This is a war veteran. He probably knows something about hand-to-hand and all that kind of stuff. And he's playing up the blind angle as well. So Money doesn't really stand a chance. Throws him up against the wall. Basically wrestles the gun from him. Makes it seem like he's not going to kill him. And asks Money, is there anyone else here? Right. Well, unlike his personality type, I kind of assumed he was going to puss out and be like... These two fucking run. Yep. But he actually kind of manned up and was like, dude, it's just me. Just let me go. I won't tell anyone. Right. It's fine. Now, at this point, though, 
the blind guy might have thought because he realized that the lock was on the ground, he might have thought that he had already gone downstairs. Right. So he takes the gun back and he's kind of thinking for a second or it seems like maybe he'll let him go. And then all of a sudden he shoots him right in the face. Yep. Neck face, whatever. Doesn't matter. Executes him. And obviously Rocky covers her face, you know, like she's going to scream. At least she was relatively silent at that point. Now, still, she wasn't as shook up for the rest of the movie as you would think of someone who just saw their boyfriend die right in front of them. Yeah, still, though, it's kind of like, I think it still might have been just big talk by money because she was kind of just like, whatever. Like there was no, it wasn't any love loss there. My assumption is she was with him for protection against her family. Else. Yeah, right. that would be my guess for that one. Honestly, I kind of expected Alex to be like, oh shit. Like even more so, but then even... Well, he was. That's why he yeah, didn't but... leave. Right. Or just, just the pure stunned silence like, kind of knew this was going to happen. Because he didn't have time in that little bit of time that he was like, fuck to it, react. I'm out. Yeah, to yeah. get out. And then obviously didn't want anything to happen to Rocky. So when he's like, going back to see what happened now the blind guy is going all over the apartment he has to duck and like dive around and be stealthy so that the blind guy doesn't find him as well right and at that point rocky backs away into the closet that's near them yes and kind of hides herself in the closet i'm sorry mama i never meant to hurt you i never meant to make you cry but tonight i'm cleaning out my closet so now, mind you, he's trying. He's trying to. He's kind of dragging the body over, but then he immediately goes in into the closet that Rocky is hiding in, and come to find out, that's actually where the money is. It's a um, false wall in a closet, and he goes in, opens the safe, and checks to make sure that this guy actually didn't get any of his money. It's a hotel safe. Yeah, pretty much. You put in a four-digit code, and it does the whirly thing, and then opens and whatever. Right. But before that, he went and right away, he went and he locked the doors with special keys and then also boarded up the windows. Right. So that's also a big thing. Then he went and checked on the money. Right. And you want to note that Rocky saw him enter the code. Right. Because she's kind of just sitting there in the closet watching him do this, trying not to flip out. He drags the body somewhere away from them. Yeah. Off camera. Yeah. Very much off camera. They get together in the closet, actually. Rocky realizes she can get the money, takes all the money. It looks like there's like a million plus dollars in there now. Yeah, the way it's bundled, yeah. They also say it too. They're like, this isn't $300,000. This is like a million dollars. Right. And then they go downstairs into the basement. Right, because he's managed to board off all their entrances on the main floor. Also keep in mind, this is something that we didn't mention. There's like a remote control that Alex has for the alarm system. So if you're within a certain range, you can hit it and the alarm system will automatically go off, allowing the police to show up. Yeah, it's it's a master control that apparently they test out for whatever reasons that he has from his dad. So they go downstairs and now the blind guy upstairs is trying to take care of the body. And then as he's moving things around, he starts smelling something and he goes over and notices that there are pairs of shoes. But so when they go down to the basement... Here's basically your first twist. Mm. There's a jump scare moment because there's a girl who's basically tied up with tape over her mouth. And she's reaching out towards Rocky as soon as the lights go on. Yes. And what I thought was interesting about that and a nice little touch is what actually sends him downstairs in the first place is her line is attached to a bell that's attached upstairs. 
So when she pulls on that too much to like leave her little area that's been made, which by the way, I still don't understand how he was able to make that whole area for her because there's like plants and shit and there's like a bunch of cushions and it's a nice little area that she has for herself. Yeah, understandable. So, and what he's as a blind person, how are you setting this up? See, the co the other person I watched this movie with was like, why is this movie, uh, why is this house so well put together for someone who's blind? And I'm like, well, blind people don't usually live in shitholes, but I kind of get what you're saying. Well, we didn't know also how he became blind because you're assuming maybe it's a Gulf War thing, but then right. it could have also been in the car accident if he was in with his daughter. Right. We true. don't know any of that yet. So we don't know how long he was the way he's been. How long been. he's been blind. Right. Exactly. So that's another thing to keep in mind because maybe if there's a sequel or a prequel, they might go into that a little bit more. But my, your story still hands, stands up, though, because he didn't capture this person until you find out after the fact. Right. Right. So it turns out that this girl is the girl who killed his daughter in the car accident. Right. Now, my first thing I wanted to talk to you about, Kelly, is if you're the parents of said girl who, you know, does a settlement, right, after she kills the little girl, however it was, whether it was a DUI or whether it was negligence, talking on the cell phone, whatever, uh, whatever, wouldn't the first person you go after, wouldn't it be him to try and find where she is? Yeah, where your daughter disappeared to. Because we know later on that she's been gone for a while. Yeah. How did that not get pulled off? Like... I think that's an easy way to get a warrant for someone's house. Like, there's motive. Or they don't know she's gone. If she's some rich, you know, some rich little girl, he could have abducted her on her way to, you know, boarding school or something. And they just, you know, it could be one of those things. And they'd have no idea that she's been gone for months. It's possible. It just seems like with a family who's willing to put that money in to keep her out of jail and stuff, right. that maybe they know what she's doing. You know what I mean? Especially after that anyway. I'm going to put tabs on you because apparently you tend to fuck up a lot. Right. Unless you're just saying that all rich people blow and they don't care about each other. And that's fine, too. I mean, maybe that's what well, they're yeah, going for. It could go either way. But that was the first thing I thought was right there is motive. So how has oh, this house not been searched? You know, all that kind of stuff. So so they release her. Now, he knows that they're down there, whether he knows there are two of them or not. He knows something's happening downstairs. Right. But she still has the tape on her mouth. And now they're running around and they get the keys from another safe that has the same combination as upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then they're trying to get out of the storm doors. Right. The guy was smart enough to not come down those regular ladder thing or however they got downstairs. He goes to the storm door. So as soon as the storm doors open, he's there with the gun and he starts shooting wildly. He because takes he's off. Blind. Yeah. He takes <laughs> off part of Alex's ear. Right. And it looks like Rocky gets shot. And then all of a sudden, the girl gets like shot in the neck or the head or something. Yeah, right. And just falls. Just falls. The two of them freak out, obviously. They start running away, but not outside because he's blocking the way. Right. And what I also want to note here is people are probably thinking, well, he's blind. Why can't they just like overpower him or do something? Now, look, I would say they never went for his legs, which is very dumb. But what I also want to mention is they are scrawny, scrawny kids. And he looks like he's, I mean, for being a special services ex-war vet, he still kind of has his crap together. Like, yeah. he doesn't look like this has really affected him other than being blind. Right. And money, too, was not a buff big, it wasn't like a jock guy or anything. He was right, just right. as scrawny as those, as those two were. Right. So, really, the protection was more like with a gun or with connections and stuff. Here, that stuff doesn't help because they don't have the gun 
and what else are they going to do? You know, for anyone saying, like, why don't they just run him over and just get out of there? It's really not possible in this situation. Right. So they start running away. You know, they're going everywhere. And there was a pretty cool scene. He drops down to his knees and he starts freaking out over this girl being dead. And you're like, why does he care so much? Right. What is going on here? Why does he care so much that the killer of his daughter is now dead? So we'll get to that in a we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> so then you have the smartest thing he's done really so far. The blind guy turns out all the lights. Yeah. So now you've got Rocky and Alex calling out to each other, not knowing where each other are, going through this maze of the basement. Basically. Basement. <sighs> and they did a really good job of dilating the pupils. Whether that was just putting in like an eye thing, I'm not exactly sure. But Just contacts. Yeah, it looked good though, whatever they were doing. So that was well shot. And obviously, you know, he's stalking them and then he gets Alex and then she helps him and he, you know, they hit over a bunch of crates on him, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. They end up getting out of the basement and then there's a whole bunch of chases because now that they're out of the basement, guess who's awake now? It's Mr. Dog. Hmm. So now the dog chases them. She goes through the vents. The dog chases her through, her through the, vents. the vents. That was funny because that vent should not be that big. No. Alex, does he get caught up? Like, what happens to him exactly? Doesn't he get caught by the guy and they have a big fight? Like, he gets his ass handed to him for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is when she escapes through the, the vents. Right. Yeah, he gets his ass handed to him because the blind guy catches up to him. And, you know, Alex doesn't know how to fight. Like, no. at all. So he keeps on trying to wrestle for the gun because he can't do anything else. And the guy's just like throwing him around. But then they show one of the foreshadowing moments. The dryer gets turned on. And because that's really loud, that affects the blind guy. And he kind of doesn't have his senses about him because it's all taken up by that sound. Right. I can no longer hear where you are. But Alex can't really capitalize that in time. So he's still getting thrown around and then gets punched in the face. It was a pretty brutal movie, too. It's rated R. He's just punching him in the face, almost like he's just going to kill him by punching him. Right. And then take some garden shears, and the way they angle the camera, it looks like it gets stabbed right into his stomach. Oh, yeah, yeah. He looks like he gets killed off in the utility room, closet, whatever. So then Rocky wakes up from her fall in the vents. I think that Alex tried to get out and couldn't the one way and then got thrown out the window onto the skyline. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And then ended up being thrown through the skyline and then having the fight and stuff. I think maybe that's how it happened. But it's the unimportant parts. Yeah, this is a home invasion movie. So there's always going to be something like that. Yeah. So Rocky wakes up after it's assumed that Alex is dead and she tries to get out, but she gets caught. Oh, yeah. And she has a fight with him, right? Mm-hmm. And then he pretty much knocks her unconscious. Does she escape at this point or not? No. Okay. This is when he puts her in the basement, right? Yeah, this is when okay. she gets um, hogtied. Now we have a lot to talk about. Yay. So she wakes up in the same restraints and actually even in a worse position than the original girl was in. Right. So she doesn't just have like the neck bindings. She's actually fully in a repelling harness is what it is actually it's like a sex swing almost right it's it's the same that's the way he has it set up but it's clearly it's a repelling harness that he's got hooked up like a sex swing i guess now my thought in this whole situation is that the reason why he cared so much that the girl died originally 
is not because he was thinking, oh no, I'm not getting my revenge for my daughter. I thought that maybe he was basically living a life like that girl was now his daughter. So you thought this was 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yeah. Way more in the future of that. Right, 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 right. He's replaced his emotions on this person as, well, now you're my surrogate. Right. Now, this is the first time you really hear the guy talk. He starts now explaining, you know, he does his bad guy monologue at this moment. And he sounds like Bane. He does. He's like, when you live in the darkness. Let me, let me tell you about my daughter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really, guys? He's already kind of creepy. You kind of just kind of gave him like a regular a voice. Regular yeah. old guy voice. I want to like do the voice. voice. I was working on the voice, but I'm going to laugh too much as I do it. Yes. So I'm not going to do it. But. I don't even know how to go into this because this did actually surprise me. I did not think that this was the case. So he talks about how he was punishing the girl for what she did to his daughter because, you know, rich girls apparently don't get punished or whatever. Don't go to jail. Yeah, don't go to jail, get punished, whatever. And then he mentions that the reason why she was there was that she was going to give him a child. Well, it's an eye for an eye. You've taken something from me and now you're going to replace it. Yes, I guess so, Kelly. That's exactly what it is. It doesn't make it any better. It doesn't no. make it any better. Now, while he's talking about this, too, he's going into the freezer and setting up a pan and heating said pan and putting something in the freezer in the pan to melt. This all is way more disgusting to me anyways than what it could have been. So she's kind of realizing, like, holy shit, this guy is way more fucked up than I even thought. And what he also mentions, which I think was absolutely fucking nuts, even more nuts, is he said that after she was going to give him a child, he was going to let her go. Yep. Impossible. There's absolutely no way that would happen. Well, duh, but that doesn't surprise me. But still, even to say it then. No, I mean, you're instilling a false hope. But he does it again with her later, so he didn't have to do it there. Yeah, but, okay, so what he's trying to do is he's trying to, obviously, if I'm going to impregnate you, then I want you to be able to carry this thing to term so you can't hurt yourself or hurt it. So that way, if you carry it all the way through, in guise of, you might get let go. No, I get that. He didn't have to say it about the other girl. That's what I'm saying. Because he says it again to her when he's about to do what he's going to do. So if people haven't put it together yet... That thing he takes out of the freezer is semen, and he has a fucking huge turkey baster. Which cracks me up. It was so fucking disgusting, I gotta say. And he makes a point to say, I've never raped anyone. I did oh, not no, no, yeah. rape I, I'm not a rapist. I don't rape people. But by the way, here's a little discussion for you, Kelly. I'm pretty sure that inseminating someone who doesn't want to be inseminated like that is rape. No, technically, it's... um. Oh, what is it called? Because you're you're inserting a foreign body. It's uh, it's sodomy. Wow, these definitions are strange. Yep. So that is his master plan: inseminate Rocky to take the place of that other girl to give him a child, and then he says he will let her go once that has happened. Woohoo! And obviously, she is freaking out, and it is really gross. It's really gross. Now, Kelly, in your opinion, being a woman and all. Mm. Is it more gross to you in this scene? Because they're obviously going for a little bit of shock value here. Is it more shocking to do this than for him to have just been a rapist? Like, not that he's a rapist his whole life. No, no, no. I will take turkey based or over rapist anytime. Okay. All right. It's it's still less of a violation. Well, it's do you weird think, to explain, but it is. Well, do you think then that they pulled their punches 
by not just having him have raped the other girl and then want to rape her. And now, obviously, in the context that he wants a child, not that he's been a rapist his whole life or anything, no, no, no. but that he but wants see, to like do that. I like this more because it's more clinical. I like that this is pretty much what I'm here for. There's no, I'm not getting, I'm, there's no sexual gratification. This is purely just for this. And that explains his mindset. I think it gives you a whole nother level to that kind of psychology. See, I thought of it more as them pulling their punches a little bit. No. no. Really? Yeah, no. I think it adds a whole nother layer to it. It's the whole Hannibal Lecter thing. It's you're adding more and more to this person. It's not just I kill you and watch you die. I kill you or I slowly torture you and then I eat you and then I watch you die. Like you got to keep adding to that. That's what makes you more of a monster. Because you put so much thought into this. There's no, you can't say that you can't do um, insanity plea. You can't do that because clearly this is completely thought out. It's methodical for sure. Yes. But what I was surprised about is when I looked around online to see what people thought about this movie, there are a lot of articles that are questioning, did this movie go too far? Really? And I was surprised about that because there are movies that have actual rape in them. Have you seen Saw? Like, I think those go too far. I'm just thinking of something like Last House on the Left or something. There are plenty of movies that have actual rape in them. And that's why I was asking, just as a generality, was this worse or better than that? I think it's better. Okay. I think it's better because it it builds more to that character and it's not just, like, you can go that route, but... I, I think this is, I think it's cheaper to go the rape route because that's expected. This is not expected, which makes it scarier. Well, I guess it wasn't expected by me because I thought of the other Cloverfield Lane thing. Right. That's what I was thinking more of this. So then for him to just be like, like I put it together, obviously, but it was right. just like, oh, they're going this way. <laughs> that way. And for me, yeah. just seeing the fucking dripping turkey baster was really, really disgusting. Like, yeah, it that's was gross, so fucking disgusting. You kinda, it's a horror movie. You expect some stupid crap like that. But So right. after his big spiel, he's walking over there towards her. She's completely helpless. There's nothing she's going to be able to do Mm-mm. if he gets to her. And right as he's about to do it, he gets hit over the head by that big hammer. And it turns out that Alex is still alive. So they actually splice cut back to the scene. And it just turns out that he's blind. So he doesn't really know where he is. So he ended up hitting like a bag that was beside. No, no, no. He actually ends up stabbing money. It's a dead body that was sitting next to Alex. Oh, okay. You remember, Kelly, you can't shake your head. No, no, I'm going to. Okay. But it's not like a whole bunch of blood came out of that. No, 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 yeah. no. But it still gave him the right kind of texture True. that he hit a body. That's a good you know note. He hit something. That's a very good note. So Alex to the rescue, keeps hitting the guy for a little bit. Then he gets Rocky out. Now Rocky's super pissed. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> she is super Rocky. I've been dealing with fucked up shit all my life. But dude, this takes the cake. Yeah. Punch him in the face. And then. Gross takes the Gross. turkey baster and shoves it down his throat and he's just Gross. spitting up cum. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Ew. Hey, look. You get what you deserve, you know? That's what I'm saying. Don't rob houses. No. See, no. <laughs> Don't even, Kelly. What they did is nowhere near on the level of what he wants to do and what he did. You can't no, honestly, he, he you can't justify but yeah. had you not gone and robbed the house, you wouldn't have been in this situation. But if they hadn't robbed the house, they wouldn't have known what happened to that girl. So? Do you think that that girl is better off dead than where she was? Yeah. Good. Then there was a positive that came out of them robbing the house. 
Sure. <laughs> Money's dead. And we've killed this but other chick now. Money wasn't no. the greatest person to begin with. Sure, money was kind of a tool, but still. Yeah. Now, here's the problem, though. So Alex has him handcuffed to the wall. They've beaten on him a little bit, right? But they don't fucking finish the job because basically Rocky says, okay, call the cops. And Alex is like, no fucking way. If you want this money, we can't call the cops and then leave. We either get the money or we get the cops. So which one do you want? I'll do whatever you want. Right. And plus, I mean, his other statement, which is completely true. We've also bled all over this house. So if we kill him and leave, we're kind of all over this house anyway. No, very true. And he's saying, you got what you want. Take your money and go. Right. The killer. Yeah, the killer says that. And Alex is like, yeah, he needs us to leave with this money. But this is where I always hate the horror movie cliches. No matter what, you never leave the killer alive. Ever, Uh. ever, ever. Or... At least fucking shoot the kneecaps, break his arm, like break yeah. things on the person. Yeah. Mangle. Yeah. Not cuff him via one hand. Yeah. Take really? a sledgehammer and make sure he doesn't have legs to walk on. Right. And I know, you know, they're all freaked out and they can't believe all the stuff that's happening. But guys, hey, lesson for everyone out there. If you're ever in a situation like this and there's some killer after you and you somehow get them into a compromised position, but they're not fully whatever. I'm not even saying kill them because maybe you get in trouble or something like that. I don't know all the laws. Break their fucking legs. Blind them. I mean, he's already blind, so you can't blind them. You could blind someone else, but break the fucking legs. And it's one of those, The more you, you know. think that you wouldn't be able to do that, this person's tried to kill you multiple times, trust me, with the adrenaline alone, you'd probably be able to kill this person. Not only that, he inseminated an innocent, we'll call her an innocent girl because she didn't deserve that, and kept her captive for however long she was right. held captive. So he had a child growing inside of her that was partly his, and she didn't want that. True. So... I think legs broken would have been a fine thing. So Rocky obviously decides she needs the money. They need to get out of there to California. So let's go. They make it upstairs. They undo the alarm system. They're about to walk outside. And there are the gunshots right through the neck of Alex. Yep. Alex falls over, finally dead. Rocky is now like, what the fuck? She hits the alarm. She's got a crowbar, though. So they had a nice little... Action sequence. Yeah, I thought it worked out well. His ears are obviously fucked up now because the alarm's going off. So he's shooting wildly and she's just taking shots at him with a crowbar from different distances, which is pretty smart. Right. Probably the smartest thing she's done. Yeah. Alarm goes off, but she's... He disables the alarm. Yeah. Because he finds a controller, right? Yes. I think it's something. Yeah. He stops it right in the perfect position for Rocky. She stutter steps. He turns around and she just clocks him in the face a couple times. He falls downstairs and the gun goes off looking like it shot him. We missed her exiting and him dragging her back in because when he gets shot, that's the end of the movie. Oh, shit. She runs out after after Alex gets shot. She opens the door and takes off down the road. So anyways, she has this whole thing where she goes outside the first time. And that's where she gets. Oh, no, no, no. See, no, that's. You, you are right. Yeah. No, because we haven't got to the car and the dog. Right. And all that kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's okay. what I thought. All right. Sorry. We probably just ruined this for people. But sorry, yeah, I think sorry, we're sorry. ruining everything for people, anyways. We were right. No. So yeah, she gets sorry. outside. No, you might be right. You might be right yeah, because. No, he doesn't fall back. I just think she knocks him out yes. in the living room. Right, right, right. And that's yeah. a different scene altogether, then. Right. Yeah, that's a different scene altogether. She just knocks him out and she runs. And she gets outside and she's like, ah, you can't get me out here. And then the dog comes after her. Right. 
And then she has this whole thing where she's in the car and the dog's in the car and then the dog's not in the car and she's trying to get the money. That's the big thing too. She still has the money. Yeah, it's in her backpack. So she's constantly trying to get that. But because she's still focused on that, he's able to get the jump on her when the dog fails. And that's when he knocks her out and drags her by the hair. Right. Then I think she has the controller. She hits the alarm. That's when they have the back and forth with the crowbar and all that kind of stuff. Right. He gets hit into the basement. The gun goes off and like shoots him in the side or the leg or something like that. Right. He gets shot. You just Somehow. Yeah. And that's when she hits the alarm again, right? And she runs away. Right. So she does escape with the money, but money and Alex are dead. Yes. And potentially he might be dead in the basement as well. But you knew that wasn't going to happen. No, yeah. So she gets her younger sister, and the next scene you see them in the bus station or train station. Amtrak, yeah. Yeah. And they're all excited because they're leaving, going to California, and they look up. And she sees that there's been a reporting of a robbery at this guy's house. He survives and he tells the story that two people broke into the house, tried to rob him, and he fought them off. Yeah. And he defended himself. Yep. And then she walks out with her sister. Now, she walks out with her sister towards the Amtrak, right? Right. So it's not like she all of a sudden is like, I need to go back and tell the truth. Or any- you off. Yeah, that's right. not what's happening here she's leaving see what i don't get is that they find this guy bleeding in the basement there's two dead guys in his upper part of the house but you when you go down in the basement you realize what's with your little sex work workshop thing here going on there can we we talk about this what's this i wonder if he was able to get rid of some of that stuff so that it didn't look that bad no 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 because while she's running down the the street is when you see the cops pull up that is true so So, and they find him in the basement he falls into the basement yeah, I really wonder. You guys didn't do any investigations with the other two dead bodies. You didn't actually it's, search the whole house. Once um, again, I'm going to say it's Detroit. True. <laughs> so right there, it doesn't seem to matter. <laughs> so yeah, that is the end of the movie. There's no extra scene. There's no nothing like that. Yeah, now, uh-uh. I did read that Sam Raimi has said that there is going to be a sequel. And yep. he made some statement like, and I might be paraphrasing, I'm not sure, but something like for the sequel... It's only the greatest idea for a sequel I've ever heard. I'm not kidding. If that's not a tease, I don't know what else is. But look, I trust Sam Raimi. He's done All the Evil Deads. Drag Me to Hell is another great movie that we should do on the show. Probably in October, you know, when we do our Halloween stuff. Yeah, we'll just chalk it up to those ones, right? But still, that sounds good. Now, my idea of a worse ending. It's a positive ending and it's a bad ending because he's still alive. And he's going right. to kidnap some other girl, you know, inseminate her and try and have a kid. <laughs> I know. Just saying inseminate sounds fucking it weird. lovely. So he's going to go on and do his terrible things and she's going to leave and go to California. And at least her and her sister are going to have a better life. What I would have done is I would have had the ending be that she is left there. Now, not the whole needing to have a child thing or whatnot. I would have just had it be her worst nightmare that she is caught by him and in that situation where she was playing his daughter. Okay. Because her whole goal is to get out of Detroit, and now she's going to be there forever and not be able to save her sister. So if you wanted a really dark ending, that would have been my ending. Yeah. And the message still stands true. Don't break into people's houses. I agree, but it's still for the best that that girl was killed. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. And then obviously there was no character development with Money or Alex, so it really didn't matter for them. No, absolutely no, yeah. But I do wonder 
what that sequel will be or there's going to be a prequel to how he kidnapped the girl in the first place but then even then how do you make a movie out of that i think that's still pretty weird maybe that's not even his kid in the first place there's no wife there's no mention of anything like that so maybe he just stole that kid and he got blinded by something that she did to him or something like they could make it really really terrible like they could really make it awful the way doing this for years yeah yeah so that's a possibility i could see that but all in all i thought the movie was okay I thought they made a good twist on the whole home invasion movie by having him be blind because I think they did do a good job filming and being smart enough to understand what they had to do in those situations, like being quiet at certain times, having to stop short, having to move in a certain location so that they didn't get caught. Like I think all that worked out pretty well. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think it was I think it was a good concept anyway, though, because it's true. What what are you dealing with this? And I like the idea that you've given this person supposedly a handicap when it really isn't. The only thing that I don't necessarily agree with this is a lot of people have this as like the top horror movie in the last like 20 years or something. I don't see that. Like I like a lot of different ones like The Descent I think was really good. Drag Me to Hell was really good. Oculus. Other ones that I think were better than this. I was surprised at the Rotten Tomato rating. I would have had this in like the 70s. Yeah, I, I personally, I liked It Follows more than I like this yeah. movie. It Follows is a better movie. They could have made it darker if they wanted to. I feel like they pulled their punches in certain areas, but I think all in all, it still was a unique horror movie. And I think that's why if you're looking for something different in the genre, which is something we talked about with It Follows, right. if you want something different, here's something different. It's not the cookie cutter paranormal activity bullshit. Right, all this, yeah, handicam crap. Yeah, this is well acted. Mm -hmm. You know, it might not be completely well written, but it's still well acted. It's still well shot. You know, everything else goes very well with it. So I would recommend it in that sense if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, and I'd do the same. I definitely recommend it as a different kind of horror movie versus the, you know, standard crap that's out now. And for the, I mean, it was a $9 million budget. Right. And it grossed in the U.S. nearly 90, and it made $153 million worldwide. So clearly, it touched a lot of people in that regard. The good touch? Yeah. Turkey baster touch. Oh. <laughs> they will definitely have a sequel or a prequel, no matter what. Yeah, there's no way. When a movie makes that much money, there's no way they don't do it. Plus, they set it up that they could either be the end or they could have a sequel. Right. Whether Rocky is a part of it whatsoever, that doesn't have to be there. No, 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 no. You've you've created a great villain. Though, I would like it if somehow he's able to steal her sister. Oh, interesting. Just in case. I don't know how it would be possible, how he would be able to get that to work. But if he could steal her sister... And then somehow she has to get her back. I don't know how that would happen. I don't want her to all of a sudden become fucking Alice from Resident Evil. You know? Yeah, no shit. Yes, I was just going to say, don't don't go that route. But there okay, has to be okay. something, maybe. Hmm. Maybe, possibly. But that's for the future. You know. Yeah, but see, that kind of quote, when you hype it like that, where it's the greatest whatever, my mind actually goes to Avatar, where I'm pretty sure James Cameron said the exact, this is the greatest movie that will ever be made. See, I disagree. Because I was pretty sure that I loved the quote that he said about Avatar, which was, yes, this will be the greatest, like, visually, 
this will be the greatest movie of its time. But didn't he also say that the storyline sucks and is dumbed down because people are too stupid to follow a good storyline and see great visuals? I'm pretty sure his quote is very similar to that. Still true. And that's why I like Cameron, because the normal quote-unquote filmgoer can't follow both. So he made a visual film that has the story of Ferngully and Dances with Wolves because he knows, oh, I need to feed these people cookie cutter because they're not going to be able to follow an intricate plot. And that is why the rise of Xavier Cruz Triple X has a 70-something on Rotten Tomatoes. No, wait, does it really? Yeah. What's the name of him again? The Rise of Xavier Cruz, which oh. is apparently his name, Triple X. I thought you said Xavier Cruz. No. <laughs> I was Sorry. like, that's a cool name, though, too. Yeah. No. Because I was strolling through because I wanted to see how horrible the new Guy Ritchie movie had did. And that popped up under there. And I was like, seriously? There's no way that's good. <laughs> Wait, what's the new Guy Ritchie movie? King Arthur. Oh. Mm-hmm. Just go watch Merlin. Yes. Just go watch Merlin. All right, guys. I think we're all set here. We will mention that we're going to do the next movie on on Warcraft. Whether you are allied with the Horde. Have you started watching it yet? No, I haven't. I mean, either. We'll see if we make it through. Oh, it's going to be awesome. All right, Kelly. Do you have anything you would like to plug? Um, You can always find me on Instagram at Nerdy Girl Ivy and on Facebook at Nerdy Girl Ivy. And once again, you can follow all the links in the description of this episode for Ian Hates Movies and Ian Hates Music. Follow all that stuff. Rate us. Share us. It all really helps. So not going to waste your time with any more of that stuff. You know what to do. You know how to help us out. Kelly, do you have any final words for everyone? That I kill with my heart. Can't do it again. That doesn't make any sense. No, it still stands true. Happy Mother's Day. Better. (laughs) This is coming out not on Mother's Day. (laughs) But it can still be a a belated statement. Okay. All right. Lastly, after Rocky is dragged back into the house by the blind man, she sees a ladybug again, and it gives her the confidence to fight back. May that be a lesson to us all. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) 